Good evening and welcome to Touch Heaven, our prayer night. Tonight I am bringing a short message for us. Lord Heavenly Father, I just ask that you go before me this evening. I ask that every word that comes from my mouth be only of you. Allow it to be edifying, let it to glorify you, and you alone, O Lord. So before the phone even rang, God has had faith over fear just turning over and over in my spirit. And while I should have been shell-shocked, um, I was in fact absolutely rendered speechless last night when I got the phone call. And I've tempted to gather my ideas, but my pen is too slow to capture what my mind wants to say. I did, however, have this amazing experience that Pastor Frank did. As I woke up at in my house we called 0400, and I was actually roaming around my house. I went back to my bed an hour later, and in the, the later hours of five o'clock, the most absolute amazing message occurred during my REM cycle. I mean, it was great. I had scripture flowing, my thoughts were cognitive, it was just, it was amazing. Holy Spirit was on fire. But alas, tonight you just have me, not the REM cycle me. Oh Lord, take it over. We're going to start tonight in 1 Peter 5, 6, and 7. Humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on him, because he cares for you. I'm not an avid listener of Jerry Seville, but he was a guest speaking the other day on a podcast that I do like to frequent often. And he quoted a scripture, or quoted Leonard Ravenhill. And I've heard it a few other times, but that day while I was working at a barn, it just, it stuck like a mud pie to my parents' house. Not that I'm admitting to that one, Annie, I'm not. But Ravenhill said the opportunity of a lifetime needs to be seized in the lifetime of that opportunity. And tonight I intend to do just that. Seize the opportunity that God has provided to be his vessel and to do his work. Because it's time to place faith over fear. I'm tired of lying, the manipulative, fear-mongering adversary thinking I want to be his friend. I don't. <laughs> Not anymore. Today's lesson in my 30-week Bible study of First Peter was a divine encounter if there ever was one. And it was with our holy and mighty God. For during such, he set 1 Peter 5, 6, and 7 as our memory verse. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God. When you look at mighty hand, he's not being mean or an authoritarian kind of mighty hand. But he's showing us that he can do the heavy lifting in our lives. The verse continues on that at the proper time, he can exalt you. It's not the exalting like as of right now and today, although it could be. It really could be in your life. But what that does mean, it means that it includes the last days of our life. The last day. The day that Christ is coming back. And it continues on in verse 7. Cast all your anxieties on him. And it's so hard to remember that it's not some of our anxieties or our cares, but it's all of them. More recently in my life, I've learned that it, what, it, what it means to cast it all. 
I've learned that it, you have to feel it. You have to feel it in order to heal it. There's no more masking it with lies or alcohol or drug of your choice. And nor can we hide it, shun it, or ignore it. But finally, we have to totally deal with it. So when we cast it all onto him, that's what it means. You're dealing with it. Why? The verse continues, because he cares for you. If we finish 8 through 11, it says, Be sober-minded. Be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Resist him. Firm in your faith, knowing that the same kind of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. It's not just you, but it's throughout the world that has these experiences, that has that temptation. If you, you show weakness to him, that he's come He's coming to devour you. He's looking for any avenue in. And it's not just you. I think that's the biggest thing. Not only as, as my generation of age, but also our younger generation needs to realize that it's not your teenage self that, that's going through the depressive state. It's not your, just your teenage self that struggles with suicide. But it's the, the age gap from all of it. I even remember my own grandmother as she was in the hospital on some of her last days. And she said, if I could, I would, but I know what Jesus would say to me. And so I'm not. And so it's one of those where he's looking for this. He's looking for those that aren't firm in their faith, that aren't sober-minded. Verse 10, continuing on. And if you've suffered for a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you to be the dominion forever and ever. Amen. Now let's go back to verse 10. Restore, confirm, strengthen, establish. It's our reminder and promise as believers that God will eventually restore whatever we've lost for the sake of Christ. Yes, we may suffer a little while on this earth, but this earth isn't our home and nor is it our destiny. Eternity is our destiny. Verse 12. But Sivalinius, the faithful brother, as I regard him, I've written to you briefly, exhorting and declaring that is true grace of God. Stand firm in it. Standing firm and exhorting, which also means advice and warnings of God and his declaration, that's the true grace of God. And that's something that we know inside of this church. It's nothing I've learned in my years past. My years past are only 15 years past. But it's one of those that we are here, we are called to be declaring his word, not just reading his word and skipping forward and, oh, that was a great one-line verse, as some of us in this house were just chit-chatting right before we went live, we're talking, why is it that we'll read one verse of the Bible? Yes, I'm guilty right now of it. I'm going to read you one verse or a couple scriptures gathered here and there. But then when we sit down to watch a movie and a different podcast that I was listening today, Pastor Tim and John, they were talking about, you'd sit down and you'd watch the whole movie of The Godfather. Why don't you sit down and read the whole chapter of a book in the Bible. Why is that so unusual for us? 
But it was one of those where, again, you know, like a mud pie to my parents' house, it stuck with me. Like, that's different. It's odd. It's convicting. Stand firm, exhorting, which means advice, giving warnings to God in his declaration. That's the true grace of God. Through these verses, I sat amazed at what I've learned over the past years in this house. This is a unique house, a very unique house. And these last four weeks, if any of you have been tuning in, you'd be hearing what Ralph has been facilitating at Encounter on our Saturday nights. Week one, he brought flawed to us. Our fear, lack, anxiety, worry, envy, and depression. In case you've never met Ralph, my husband, he loves acronyms, loves them. And I love how he can take such a unique word, flawed, and have it stick with you for longer than a four minutes after you walk away from something. Flawed. Your fear, your lack, your anxiety, your worry, your envy, your depression. And that's something tonight that we're coming, that we're giving it over. Those are one of the things that he called for us to do, is to cast all of our anxiety onto him. Another week he talked with Sonny and Gabe about what it means to be the wife of Christ. I'm just going to put this caveat on it. Let's not go far down that road because it'll be a flow boring sermon for me. Ralph and I had a very interesting week, the week that he brought that one to us. And the last week he brought testing. And that sermon led to this, faith over fear. I have so many thoughts about what it's being sold out for Christ. I think Ralph and I are both on the same page. That if God said, sell your house, we'd sell it. And if he said go, we'd go. Sold out for Christ. Doing Saturday evenings and even tonight, instead of passing on the opportunity, we decided to stand and be obedient and faithful. We want to stand and be healed instead of being ill. How? It's no surprise to the Touch Heaven family. Oh, it's a surprise to other, other church families. But it's no surprise here. But if you're new, let's flip to Ephesians 6, 10 through 18. It says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his strength and in his might. Put on the whole armor of God. That you may be able to be stand against the schemes of the devil. We talked about that. He is a lion manipulative, crafty thief. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers and against the authorities and against the cosmic powers over the present darkness, against the spiritual forces of the evil in the heavenly places. Like I said, it's not new to touch heaven. It's not new to, the, to our family inside this house. That scripture right there is not new. We understand it. 15 years ago, that meant nothing to me. It meant that that's a mean person, that that, of course, a murderer is going to be like this. But that's not what it means. It's not about a person. It's about against a power and a principality. It's about a spirit that can inhabit someone's body. And it doesn't have to be in their body. It's not supposed to be in their body. But if we flip to Daniel 10, 10 through 13, 
it explains it even more. Because if you're saying, oh, you're just reading a portion of the Bible. No, let's read another portion of the Bible then. If you don't understand what it means to war against powers and principalities, Daniel did. And he said, and behold, a hand touched me. And it set me trembling on my hands and on my knees. And he said to me, oh, Daniel, man greatly loved, understand the words that I speak to you. Stand upright, for now I have been sent to you. And when he had spoke this word to me, I stood trembling. But he said to me, Fear not, Daniel. From the first day that you set your heart to the understanding and humbled yourself before God, your words have been heard. I have come because of your words. The prince, the kingdom of Persia, withstood me 21 days. But Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, for I was there left with the prince of Persia. something that I didn't understand and I didn't really grasp for either the lack of understanding, the lack of knowledge, or just for the lack of ever wanting to was a war that Ralph and I were in. And, and sometimes I, I couldn't tolerate this person in our life. And he's just like, it's not, it's not that person. It's a war against the powers and the principalities. It's not that flush and bled person. I'm like, wow. It didn't make sense. And you have to remember, when I was writing all this, remember, I'm in a 30-week Bible class that this is coming from. And when I'm in this 30-week Bible class, I get to go hang out with teenagers on Thursday. And I think some of these kids, because well, only ours is one that comes from this house that understands that the war that we are up against isn't against another person but it's against a spirit world and so I get to talk to these kids about it I get to like open their eyes to see like no we've read Daniel in its entirety for 30 weeks and we went over it in depth and so this week I get to like bring it back up and re-explain it you guys this is what you're fighting against and if we go back into Ephesians, verse 13, Therefore take up the whole armor of God, that you may withstand in the evil day. Having done all to stand firm, stand therefore having the fastened the belt of truth. Like I said, I'm tired of the lies. I, can, I could lie to myself, and I did for many years, that this is going on in my life, everything is fine. No, I didn't do that. You can't prove that I did or did not throw mud at my parents house and I quite honestly can't remember I do know I made a lot of mud pies though but it's one of those where I had my life wrapped up in lies and so when you're reading this it says fasten the tr the belt of truth you got to put on the truth and you got to set down the lies having put on the breastplate of righteousness and as shoes for your feet having put on the readiness given by the gospels of peace in all circumstances, take up the shield of faith, which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Verse 18. Praying at all times in the Spirit. Or as Pastor Frank says, God talk. With all prayer and supplication, to that end, keep alert with perseverance, making supplication for the saints. This is how it's done. Faith over fear. Prayer and declaration healed 
whole sound mind. 2 Thessalonians 3, 3 and 5. But the Lord is faithful. He will establish you and he will guard you against the evil one. And we have confidence in the Lord about you, that you are doing that you are doing and will do the things that we command. May the Lord direct your hearts to the love of God and the steadfast of Christ. God, I thank you. I thank you for this opportunity to be your vessel. Let each of us pursue the opportunities that you have placed before us. Let us seize them during the lifetime of that opportunity. Tonight, Lord, we're coming boldly to the throne. As I break out of the non-REM cycle, me, man, you should have heard me in that, that message in, in my dream. It's someone totally off script, someone so comfortable with what they were doing, just the power of the Holy Spirit flowing through them. Lord, we need that right now. We need your power through us. Lord, I'm asking for it. Just as Ephesians 6, 18 says, we come to make supplications for your saints because some of them are suffering right now as their loved ones have been called home to eternity. Let their sorrow be just for a little while, like the earthly little while, not my little while where I told my 15-year-old, I'll be done in a little while. The little while as definition, Webster dictionary definition, little while, minutes, Lord, even less than that, God. Let it be for that little while. Restore their joy to their souls. Restore their joy to their souls, Lord. Lord, and we break the lie of the enemy for insomnia. We break the lie of the sleep cycle interruption. We're in which we think it's the norm in this society no, you called us to bring rest. So, Lord, right now, I declare each and every night that we lay our head on that pillow, Lord, that our sleep cycle isn't interrupted. They're not waking up anxious. They're not waking up fearful, God. No, we're stopping it right now, oh Lord. For that one in particular that called to me this week that I'm up with the babe, but it's more likely the insomnia. No, we're canceling that right now. We're canceling that right now because there's assignments in your life that you need. And so, Lord, right now, I thank you for canceling the assignment of insomnia. We thank you for the canceling of the watches that go on, Lord. I know we're supposed to be up praying, God, and I know. Lord, I thank you for the prayer warriors that are up at the third watch and the fourth watch. But God, in the midst of all of it, we thank you for the sleep that's coming to your people. We thank you that they're ready and they're able to make a war against the assignment that you have for them the next day, God. That's what we're called to be. We're supposed to be on fire in and out of season. Pastor Cheryl told me last week, be ready in season and out of season. If she wasn't right, I needed to be ready in season and out of season, not binge watching Meat Eater and not reading other things. Lord, I thank you that each and every day of my life that I have an assignment and I need to be ready and willing to take it. And so, Lord, I just thank you. I thank you for this, this amazing in-depth study of 1 Peter, the questions that I would never think to look at. Never think to even ask. Scripture that I would never flip to. Why would I be reading 
1 Peter and going to 2 Thessalonians. Why would I be reading 1 Peter and going back into Ephesians except for one thing? God's word is alive and it is active. It's breathing all around. We are supposed to know that when we fight against powers and principalities, it's not something that's foreign. It's not something that's new. It's not something that's made up because it's in the book of Daniel, which is Old Testament. So Lord, I thank you that we can go back from the Old Testament into the New Testament, and you just have them so interwoven because that's exactly what it is. It's a full and complete book for us to gain the wisdom from, us to gain the knowledge from. And so, Lord, I just thank you. I thank you for these studies that people have taken so much time to learn. I'm listening to Pastor, John, Pastor Tim and, and John talk. And they're going through these, these snippets and these questions. And John's just like, but yeah, Tim, I still haven't mastered that daily quiet time with him. I, I love God, but I haven't mastered it. And so they keep talking and they talk. And I let them talk for hours to me as I'm doing silly things around the farm. You want to stack wood? Sure, let's stack wood because we're going to be listening to someone talk to me for four hours and I could care less that I'm stacking wood for four hours because for four hours I'm learning something. And it's just absolutely amazing that people here, we're, we're so naive to realize that we're not supposed to sit down and read the full book of Ephesians. It's a full book. It is a full letter. But we'll sit down and binge watch Meat Eater for how many seasons the man wrote his scripts for. God, light us on fire to be sitting down and reading your word. Let us have that full armor on. So when it's time to go out and do battle, that little kitty cat who's meowing at us can't shake our boots because we are so fully ingrained in your word and we know that what we can stand on is truth and truth alone, O oh Lord. Truth and truth alone, O oh Lord. God, you have had it on my heart this week to be praying for Pastor Patty, to be praying for Pastor Frank and Laura Lee. Lord, right now, I just thank you for the hand upon them. Lord, I thank you for even Pastor Anwar and for Pastor, the pastor of our local churches. And right here, she asked for Pastor Mark to be prayed over. Lord, right now, these assignments that are coming against them, these attacks that are against them, we're breaking the assignment of the enemy. We're dispelling it. We're rebuking it. Lord, I thank you right now that your hand of protection is upon Pastor Frank, that it's upon Pastor Laura Lee, Pastor Patty, Pastor Onward. Lord, right now, I thank you that you are wrapping your arms around them and nothing, not one thing can come against them, God. Lord, I thank you for every hair on their head is not touched. I thank you for the lie of the enemy dropping exactly where it is because it has no power or hold upon these godly men and godly women, Lord. Lord, right now, I just thank you for moving mightily inside of Pastor Onwar. I thank you for this approved beast. I thank you that he's back with his family. I thank you for the crusades that are be happening in Pakistan. God, right now, I just thank you for loving these people so much. I thank you for the calling on their life. I thank you that each and every day, especially in our church house and our family, Lord, that they're coming here sacrificially just to pour out your word just for us to sit under that mantle of them and just consume your knowledge and your wisdom lord i just thank you for how you just craftily put it together in their spirit lord i just thank you for it god i thank you for it there's another thing on my heart 
Lord, I thank you right now that you are canceling all the deaths of your people. We're canceling them. We're done. They're, they're finished. Lord, I thank you for the supernatural paying off of the vehicles. I thank you for paying off houses. Lord, I thank you right now that you're wiping away debts, whether it be a funeral home expense debt, whether it be a medical expense debt. God, Lord, right now, I thank you for doing that for for Ari and Shirley, Lord, I thank you right now that the debt that the, the hospitals want to do when they were checking her for cancer, Lord, I thank you right now that they are wiping it off of their credit line. Lord, I just thank you for this, this deep infilling of finances for wells they didn't dig. Lord, I just thank you for whatever avenue and resource that it's coming from, God. I just thank you right now that you're opening that supply chain into their checking accounts, into their lives, Lord. Lord, I thank you that we are a God-fearing, Bible-believing people. Lord, I thank you for my husband that when we first got married, that he said, nope, sorry, we are tithing. That's a whole nother sermon in that one. But Lord, right now, I thank you for that. Because if I never started tithing with it, oh, and it was a fight. Lord, I thank you for his conviction that he said, no, we are tithing first. Lord, I thank you right now that we we have the body of believers, Lord. We know what we know what we know. We first give it to God, and then everything else will come back to us. So Lord, right now, I thank you for those finances that are coming, because I know the people of this house, Lord. I know the people of this house that when we are blessed like that, God, it's coming first right back to you. So Lord, I just thank you for the first fruits that are coming off of it. I thank you for even having this church house completely debt-free, Lord. I thank you for the updates that need to be done around here. Lord, I thank you right now that they're 100% paid for in full, in advance. Lord, I thank you that we can push it out. We can continue pushing it out to Africa, that we can continue pushing it out to India. Lord, I thank you even their churches that are, they are building right now, Lord. I thank you that they are debt-free. Lord, I just ask a supernatural infilling of water, of food, of supplies. Lord, I just thank you for the finances that Bishop Vincent needs them, Lord. They're provided for. I thank you for doing the same for Pastor Tori. God, right now, I just ask, I ask, I ask, and I declare on your word that we have everything that we need. As my husband loves to say, that we have access to it. What we need, we already have access to. And that's another sermon that he and I both can go into. We have access to it. Lord, you know. You know what our heart is. You know what we want to do in this world. And so, Lord, right now, I just thank you, God. God, I thank you that we can stand on your mighty word and we can declare things. And so right now, Lord, I thank you that each person on the sound of my voice, that they are starting to push forward faith over fear. Lord, I thank you for the healing that's coming forth. You know my heart. You know how close it is to so many of us wives inside of this church, Lord. I thank you for the healing of eyes. I thank you for being with Bill McComb as he's going in to get cataracts done. There's nothing to be done on November 8th, Bill, because... God, I ask that you go before him. I thank you for shedding it off. I thank you for putting the lenses on even before that surgeon can even touch his eyes. Lord, I thank you right now for, for Marcy and for Bill. Lord, they are faithful people. They are amazing people. And so, Lord, right now, I thank you for healing Bill. I thank you for being with Marcy. I thank you that each and every week she gets up and she's teaching these middle school kids 
about first Peter right along me, me when I'm in high school. Lord, I just thank you for restored healing inside of her body. God, I thank you for restoring the vision inside of Dan. I thank you for restoring the vision inside of Jimmy. God, I thank you for healing Nancy's eyes. Right now, oh Lord, the things that she has set upon for an appointments, Lord, I ask that she not have to even go in for an appointment, that she's going to open her eyes and she's going to say, wow. Lord, I just thank you, God. God, I thank you that you are dropping the scales off of Sonny's eyes. Lord, we are, we're standing with him. He's going to be driving that Dodge Challenger, Lord. I just thank you right now that he's going to be walking. He's going to be walking in steps, and he's going to be hopping over cracks, and he's going to be telling everyone to look at this and look at that and check this out. Lord, I thank you right now for restoring his vision. Lord, and restore Ralph's, God. Restore his vision, God. Restore his vision, God. I don't... I don't even see it because it just looks normal. There's nothing wrong with the eye. It looks completely normal. But Lord, right now I ask that you lay your hands upon my husband's eye and you heal it in the name of Jesus Christ. When his eye gets healed, Lord, I ask that you go ahead and trickle it right on down into that bicep and into that, that shoulder, Lord. I thank you that you are healing that. You are those seven tears are completely healed. We're tired of this, God. I'm tired of, of being able to not ask him to do things or him doing it and he's in tired oh, he's in so much pain god i thank you right now for healing him i thank you for restringing that hamstring lord i have never met another man in my entire life who will push through so many injuries so many illnesses and never complain about it except for wanting to take a nap so lord right now i just thank you from the tips of this man's head to the tips of his toes lord every inch of his body i declare it healed in the name of jesus christ and Lord, right now, I ask, I ask and I plead with you to be with, with my mom. Heal her, oh God. It's starting to become winter in North Dakota. She can't do winters in North Dakota. Lord, she needs to be healed. I thank you for the strengthening of her bones. I thank you for breaking off this arthritis that has plagued her for one too many decades. Lord, right now, I just thank you that you are giving her a new sound in her voice. Lord, I thank you that where she says continually, I can't, that she can. Lord, I thank you that when she wakes up, she knows exactly where her healing came from, and it came from you, God. Lord, I just thank you for the times that my mom's allowed me to speak into her life. And so right now, I declare wholeness upon my mom's body. I declare wholeness upon my dad's body. I declare strength in his knees, O oh Lord. Strength in his knees, O oh Lord. Lord, I just thank you. I thank you, God. I thank you, O oh Lord, for that in which you're doing in, in our people, Lord. Lord, I just ask that you be with us. Give us the strength. Give us the mercy, O oh Lord. It's your precious and holy name, Lord, I pray. Amen.